And I'm Crispin. In this podcast, we will be listening to the Adventures in Odyssey radio show that has been put out by Focus on the Family for the past 30 years. If you grew up evangelical like us, there's a good chance you've heard an episode or two. We'll be on the lookout for themes and messages in the show that coincide with, and sometimes depart from, God's vision for his kingdom in the world. Thanks for listening with us. All right, so uh, the episode that we are reviewing, uh, t- discussing today, uh, was recommended by one of our tweeters. Oh my gosh, people listen to us. It's yes. amazing. And somebody on Twitter, where we are on Twitter as Prophetic Imagination or PIS podcast, something like that. I don't know. Uh, you can Google it. Anyways. Some person on there said we should talk about the modesty is the best policy episode. And so I brought that up to you today, didn't I, Crispin? Yes. And I told you that I was going to feel really awkward and not know what to say about this episode. Which made me think we need to do it. (laughs) I listened to this. This was uh, in the first set of Odyssey tapes that we had in my house. So I listened to it when I was six and was quite unsure of most things that were going on. Like one of the phrases is um, that it, Something about catching guys' uh, eyes in all the wrong places. Or, you you remember that from when you were six? Yeah, right. No, in all the wrong ways. And, oh um, yeah, but I didn't know what that meant then, so. Because you were six. Yes. Anyways, so when did this uh, episode first air, do you think? Um, we are guessing the late 80s because late 80s. it's the same set as Isaac the Chivalrous. So. Okay, which we already know how much you love that episode. Right, yep, Christmas. that was our first episode that we reviewed that one. So anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for recommending we um, listen to this episode. Uh, we did listen to it today, and we have some thoughts. At least I do. But you're just awkward about it. That's okay. So right. why don't you recap the episode for us? Yeah, so it starts out with um, Donna uh, Barkley, who is Jimmy Barkley's sister. Um, her dad walks into her room while she's changing, um, and she gets upset at him, which I think is appropriate. Yeah. Donna. Ah, Dad, <gasps> don't come in. What's wrong? I just wanted to. Go away. Um, yeah, the dad acts, like, really surprised. Like, why is she upset at me? And I'm like, you're so stupid, obviously. Right. And so, um, but he, he notes that she's wearing a slip, which he thinks is weird. Um, and his wife says, well, she's growing up. But then she comes out in the quote unquote slip um, is actually just her dress. That slip is your dress? It's not a slip. This is the dress I'm wearing tonight. Wrong. That looks like a slip to me. So he feels like um, it's not appropriate and that there's too much skin showing. Wait, where is she going again? Um, a banquet. So not a party or dance. Right. Because Christians go to banquets. I, I feel like I went to banquets growing up, but honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I did, but I heard a lot about them. Right. I was going to say, I've definitely heard tell of banquets. I don't think I've been to one. It's very um, Jane Austen-y. Man. Anyway. That's why I love Jane Austen, because I was so homeschooled. <laughs> right. It seems so cool to me. Anyways. So, uh, she go. her parents tell her, um, and it's really odd, because the dad is very, like, set on, like, you can't wear this, and the mom is like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. I like the mom. Yeah. I kind of liked her. She doesn't understand how men think. Ah. The boys will fall all over themselves. Yeah, she goes to the banquet uh, under the agreement that she will wear her jacket the whole time. So I guess when we were wondering, like, what are the issues with this, we at least know that it has to do with something around the torso. Not wearing jackets is really bad. Right. So At banquets. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so um, she decides to uh, take off the jacket, um, not tell her parents that she did so, which sets her uh, down a path of buying immodest clothes at the mall and then covering them up uh, when she leaves the house and then wearing them at school and getting the attention of one of the popular boys at school who recently broke up with his girlfriend. Um, and so, right? Yeah. I'm not leaving anything else out. Uh, there is this guy, Jack, who obviously has a crush on her. You know, he's like a good Christian dude. Um, no, Jack is super lame. <laughs> but like, that's... super lame. And like, is always shaming Donna for her clothes. That's nice, but isn't that a little skimpy? Yeah, also like liking them. It's creepy. Yeah, that's true. But he likes them for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so... Um, so basically she's going to meet up with this popular guy at Wits End. It's not a real date. They're just going to meet up at Wits End. Um, but then she gets there and his ex-girlfriend, who's actually his current girlfriend, shows up, chews her out. Then afterward, she and Mr. Whitaker have a heart to heart. You know, I think Donna's becoming a very attractive young lady. Uh, where he tells her that modesty is important because um, it's a way that we communicate to others. And um, about what? Just communicate in yeah. general. Yeah. Okay. It says. See, I it, tune out. It tells Mister Whitaker <laughs> talks. Let's just be honest. I just tune right out because it's gonna be something lame. It tells other people things about you. There we go. Right. So, um, and then her dad shows up, and she is wearing the immodest clothes. Which I just really want to know what they are. I want to know what they look like. Right. I'm we'll so get, curious. We'll get to that okay, in a okay, minute. Okay. So. He gets, you know, angry. They go home. Um, They have a heart-to-heart about how he's trying to keep up with these kids as they're growing up. Uh, You know, he says, "I, you know, you're growing up, and I want to just treat you like a little kid, but you're not a little kid. And soon after that, Jack, uh, the uh, lame wad that has a crush on her, Mm -hmm. uh, shows up and is like, hey, I heard that your dad saw you at Wits End and thought you might want to go to the mall to return some clothes. And um, then he and the dad have a little conversation while she's, like, getting her coat uh, where the dad... The jacket. Yes. The really important jacket. Yes. It's this kind of creepy little thing where he's like, honestly, what did you think of the clothes? And he was like, I like them. And then together they say, but for all the wrong reasons, and, like, laugh about it. Tell me, Jack, honestly, what did you think of it? Honestly? Uh-huh. Well, I like it a lot, but... For, for all, all the, the wrong, wrong reasons. reasons. <laughs> That's what I thought. Come on in, Jack. Which is just... Oh, my gosh. Weird. Like, creepy. So... That's the end. No. It's not the end. Because oh. I was, like, listening to it today being like, this is so annoying. It's all centered around the woman or the girl, Donna, and all her stuff. And it was like, this is so lame. But at the very end, Donna's brother comes in, Jimmy. I was like, hey, Dad, I'm going to go to the mall and get my ears pierced. And the dad's like... No, you're not. And it ends on like this funny note. So I was like, we're going to get our ears pierced. What? Yeah, it's cool. Wrong. But earrings, that is so late Mm -hmm. 80s. That's really funny to me. I remember when my parents wouldn't let me wear spikes. What do you mean spikes? Like you could go to Hot Topic and get these spikes that you could put. I wore those. That you could put in the holes in your hat. But my parents told me that I could not wear them because they were associated with Drug culture. Oh, I wear spiky braces all the time. That's so funny. Yeah. Drug culture. <laughs> so, um, but we were, you were speculating on what are these um, clothes that uh, that boys like them for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I just, it made me very curious. Um, 
And just, I don't know, it kind of brings up that modesty, the way that this episode is talking about it is not at all close to the biblical concept of modesty, which has more to do with your actions and how you view yourself in regards to other people. And this is all about culturally specific clothes. And, you know, growing up as an evangelical girl, I definitely have absorbed some of this modesty culture. And yeah, it's really captive to like white middle class, you know, cultural rules of what is and isn't appropriate. And, you know, growing up, that seemed really normal to me because that was my culture. But now that we have, um, you know, I've traveled the world, we've lived with people from other cultures, it it just shows how arbitrary, you know, rules around, around what women in particular should and should not wear um, in order to avoid the gaze and the lust of men. You don't know what kind of effect certain rather skimpy outfits have on the guys who look at you. It just changes from culture to culture. So that's not really like a biblical thing that you can hang your hat on. Um, But yeah, I thought this episode was pretty lame and pretty representative of modesty culture. And yeah, what did you think? What actually I took away from it (laughs) that I thought was kind of interesting (laughs) is I, I have not really thought that deeply about... Yeah, like modesty culture. Um, I haven't engaged that much. Um, Even I, when you were a teenager boy? Well, I mean, you were talking earlier about spaghetti straps and that yeah. being, and having memories, that being an issue. I never wore them. I know, but that being like a hot topic within like your youth group and stuff, right? I guess. Okay, I don't know. I just have memories of spaghetti strap tank tops. So you have that memory. Yes. Okay. Of girls in youth group with <laughs> spaghetti strap tank tops. Was it a big deal? Well, I... I don't know what you mean. You guys, we Chris, didn't, Christmas face is red. We didn't talk about it. I just remember <laughs> having crushes on girls that Spaghetti? were wearing. Strap girls? Yes. You would not have had a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing spikes. Right. It's probably probably accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we met later. I know. Anyways. So, um, but one the thing that actually ends up happening is she gets involved with a lot of high school drama. And I'm like, I think that actually is in some ways a decent moral. I'm not saying necessarily that I think she should be able to dress as she wants, but I think also it has this horrible to say. Like, it's just funny. It's not like any, uh, any, like, anything happened other than, like, other girls were, like, this other girl was, like, chewing her out. Yeah, and... the girl was kind of the meanest person. I mean, definitely right. the guys had some creepy yes. insinuations. Like, Jack, who's supposed to be this good guy, he just kept saying, like, if you dress like this... I've heard the guys talking about you, and you they think, you know, you're going to be, like, that kind of girl. Like, that kind of girl they want to go out with, and dot, dot, dot. I hear a lot of the guys talking about you. The guys are talking about me? But but it's not the kind of talk you want. They think, well, because of the way you dress, that, you know, you'll go out with them, and... And? Right, yeah. You know, and she's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Which, I was totally like Donna when I was a teenager. I had no clue what was going on. In the minds and other parts of the boys, which is fine. There's a lot of us out there, a lot of us homeschooled girls who don't know anything, which is great. But also, it was kind of creepy that Jack just kept being like, because of what you're wearing, people are going to think you're, you know, you'll do stuff with them. And I don't know. That's like really uncomfortable for me. I do, it made me think a lot. Like, I grew up in, you know, a conservative family. My parent, my dad's a pastor, you know, we're supposed to be like, examples everyone but my parents never talked to me about modesty like ever 
And they only really talked to my sister once about it, my older sister, which... You have to tell why. Okay. <laughs> so we were, like, traveling through Oregon. We didn't live here then. And we were, like, visiting Joshua Harris's dad's church. Joshua Harris of, like, I kiss dating goodbye. Like, Mr. Purity and Modesty Culture. And I guess, like, my sister had only, you know, brought a few changes of clothes. And so she was wearing a shorter-ish skirt to church. And I remember on the way home, my parents, like, being really mad at her. And that was the, that was it. Like... Me and my two sisters, I don't remember any other lectures on modesty, but uh, I was never in danger of those kind of talks. Anyways, as we've mentioned, I was very much into punk rock. I actually was really into dressing like a boy. I would never have like been able to articulate that, but I really wanted to be um, an evangelistic punk rocker, and I played the electric <laughs> bass, and so I cut my hair really short, and every band I listened to, they're all men all boys and so i think i just subconsciously was like well i'm gonna be like them so i wore lots of corduroy pants and i had like a wallet with a chain and like large t-shirts from thrift stores yeah i was organizing our utility room and came across like a box of memorabilia Uh and there were like ripped out (laughs) sheets of goatee hook pictures (laughs) so pretty much describes what you're talking about yeah so i'm i was like the opposite of donna i never wore a slip-like dress in my entire life so I'm not coming from that perspective, but I will say just the older I've gotten and the more I've heard some pushback, um, I, I, you know, let's, let's, let's make this current, right? Like something I hear a lot about is just women or other people saying like, you know, yoga pants aren't pants or like leggings aren't pants, you know, mm-hmm. girls, you need to start wearing pants or something like that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like it's a weird thing to be curmudgeonly about, but also like there's just a lot of inherent shame and judgment that is coming from that statement mm. to people um, that just gives me pause. And the whole modesty debate always comes back to like, well, women need to just think about men who are the weaker brothers and can't help themselves if you're wearing yoga pants. And that is baloney. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that is like, like I said, I don't have a lot to say in this situation, but Um, I do find myself in situations where um, I have to, where I'm taking this anti-sexist role where I have men around me that are saying, like, look at what she's wearing or look at her ass. Like, and I have to say, stop objectifying her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're so awesome. This is why I love you so much. (laughs) I mean, that's it. You don't tell the girl, like, hey, um, maybe if your dress was, like, one inch longer, things would be better. No, you tell the man, like, stop objectifying women like that's what it is about like i do think there you know are people have sexual attraction like it, that's just normal it's not necessarily sin but objectifying people is sin and and sometimes in these modesty debates it's like even further objectifying of women right. by policing what they wear um i i do want to say however like i am also a weird um curmudgeon myself and so I don't know if this is like a total double double standard but maybe this is my background but after wanting to be an evangelistic punk rocker I then just wanted to be a straight up missionary (laughs) so (laughs) I've been operating out of that mindset for a long time and you know for the past 12 years I've been hanging out with a ton of Muslims um, here in America and that is really interesting because I I actually have really modified my dress um, Mm -hmm. in order to not offend my neighbors and my friends. And it's something I do gladly and willingly. um, But 
I think I would feel pretty lame if, like, one of my neighbors came up to me and told me, like, you need to wear this or this or else I'm going to feel this way about you. Like, that would just feel awful. But out of my own respect um, for them, I do. I I dress very modestly, especially when I'm, like, in a teaching role or if I'm visiting their houses. Sometimes they drop in and I'm wearing a tank top and that's just, you know, what it is. But <laughs> in general, I do try and wear skirts or, um, you know, longer shirts and so I think I think there is beauty in I guess we both ascribe to this belief in being self-sacrificial in our lives and therefore like personal liberty is not our hill to die on. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's like a gospel hill to die on. And so <laughs> just saying like a girl can wear whatever she wants like yeah because I don't want that girl to be shamed. Right. However, like personal liberty and autonomy is not my number one value for life and I've changed my dress like quite drastically in order to, um, you know, better love and serve and, and be in relationship with, with my neighbors. Hmm. So I don't, I don't want to like overly complicate the narrative, but I just want to say that piece, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have a daughter that is going to grow up. Yeah. And I'm not sure. That's tragic. Right. And I actually, um, yeah. What will we tell her? Right. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is the first time we're having this convo. Yeah, we'll just have it and record <laughs> it and put it on the internet. I did think about her while listening to this, and I think the same thing. Like, I don't ever want her to feel shamed, and like the way she dresses means that she's responsible for somebody else's inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. But we also raise her to be considerate of everyone around her, and that includes cultural norms and cultural values. And and we live in an awesome place where there is such a mixture of those. We're right. just going to have to have so many conversations. <laughs> um, you did tell her that she couldn't wear a hijab when she was That's younger. true. She used to always want to wear a hijab because all her friends did. And I told her she could because we don't believe that we need to cover our heads when we pray in order for God to hear us. And that's not what all Muslims believe. That is what some believe. Um, and also, I just feel like it would be total cultural appropriation. <laughs> she looked but really she, cute. <laughs> she loved the hijab. She loved the little head covering because it had flowers on it, and our neighbors gave it to it, gave right. it to us for her. So that was also the era when she wanted to change her name to Muhammad. Yes, because she had so many little friends her age named Muhammad. Yes, exactly. Um, so our daughter is growing up in a unique situation, and you know, just the other day when it was sunny for once in Portland, you know, she wanted to run around the front yard without her shirt, and I had to say no, like. In our culture, we don't do that. And I think that's an appropriate response for a six-year-old girl. And just we have to recognize there are cultural norms that doesn't give anybody the reason to objectify anybody else. Right, yeah. And that's what I was thinking about. And I was thinking particularly um, in my career as a therapist, I have uh, worked with a lot of teenage girls. And I don't know, where's the line between like um, helping someone understand the cultural norms, right? Right. I mean, I think I just know, yeah, I've just known a lot of um, girls who maybe just aren't really aware. See, am I saying the same thing that, that no, Bar- but I, no. George Barkley is saying? But I'm saying I intrinsically knew as a girl, like, I would get less attention if I dressed in a certain way. And it's true. I, even in high school, I said, like, my superpower was, like, not being threatening to anyone. And so I could navigate, <laughs> like, so many different social cliques. And I just knew, like, I don't want to be threatening. I don't want the attention. Like, there is a lot of attention, positive and negative, that comes from when you dress in certain ways and when you act in certain ways. And that's actually maybe goes back to more of, like, the biblical concept of modesty, which is, you know, attracting. If you want to attract a lot of attention to yourself, 
then you're probably not being modest in the biblical sense. Yeah. That doesn't mean like wearing something flimsy, as they say in Odyssey. Right. By, by the way, this is like a total side note, but I'm so confused. Is Odyssey like a perfect town where nobody like complains about Vietnam? Or is it a town where there's a bunch of boys who objectify women, which is what this episode was making it seem? I am so confused. Well. At the banquets, there's some real objectifying going on at the right. banquets. But it's in in this universe, you can be a good Christian boy, but... If a girl is wearing something ah. that causes you to stumble, then you can stumble, stumble away. Baloney. Right. I want to say something stronger, but <laughs> some people listen to this podcast with their kids in the car. So I just know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is a really big topic. We did not cover it all. Um, did you decide what you're going to say to our daughter? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I do, I do want to teach her cultural norms. Um, yeah, the other day she came out wearing just uh, like spandex shorts and she's like, this is how wrestlers dress. And it is sad to be a six-year-old and r- realize because of cultural norms, you can't wear the same things that boys do, which I feel sad for her. Well, okay, here's, here's, let's take this in a better direction. We also have a son. Right. And he's going to grow up. And I'm like, I'm actually not too worried about talking to our daughter about whatever she wants to wear. I am more worried about talking to our son about not objectifying people. Mm-hmm. So, and I wish Odyssey would have focused on that. Yeah. I'm not surprised right. that they didn't, but that's honestly what this whole episode should have been about. They should have been talking to that lame wad. What's his name again? Jack Davis. Jack. I cannot remember his name because he's so lame. You and I thought, him... I thought they said his name was Jeff Davis, as in Jefferson Davis. <laughs> right. You keep on wanting to call him that, don't you? And I was I was going to just really blow my lid. <laughs> you know, the president of the Confederacy, if people don't know. Right. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but no, his name was Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. We will, I mean, maybe we'll listen to this in six years when our daughter's in middle school and... Um, be just as lost then. We'll see. But we do really want to empower both of our kids um, to be really considerate of other people and their community. And I think that um, that's going to be our focus going forward. And I will just say, like, Odyssey, this was kind of lame. But I will you know, our popular culture is super lame in how it views women and their bodies and what they wear. So those are both lame. I think there is a better path to be taken. So... If anybody wants to give us feedback, we are open for it. We know we opened a can of worms with this episode, (laughs) (laughs) and we fully admit that. All right. We'll see you guys. We'll. All right. Continue to give us suggestions, and we'll listen and discuss and uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us uh, on the website. Uh, We just love all the feedback and interaction that's been going on online. This has been an episode of the Prophetic Imagination Station. Check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes and stay tuned for weekly discussions.